The Film Freak Show with Leo Quinones is powered by Krikorian Premier Theaters, where movie going is always a premier event. Krikorian Theaters, the preferred theater of The Film Freak Show. Welcome to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show, America's longest-running movie talk show. I'm glad that you're here. My name is Leo Quinones, and we are blasting live coast-to-coast on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. Yes. All right. And we are also podcasting on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google and Apple Podcasting Networks as well, so I'm glad that you're here. And we also would like to thank Entertainment Earth. Wow. Go there now. Receive 10% off just for being a fan of the Film Freak Show. You go to entertainmentearth.com and you're going to get 10% off, and it is amazing. Just use the promo code FILMFREAK. And Writing Shotgun is producer turtle turtle how you doing buddy i'm doing great leo so glad uh, i could finally join in i've been listening to the podcast listening to your show for so long and uh man i'm i'm super excited i'm kind of fanning out a little bit i know i know people shouldn't do that however uh this is kind of a cool moment in my life so thanks so much for this uh it's cool for me as well because albert uh you're a guy that i've worked with and uh, you've always been there and you're here now, and uh, God love you, and uh, let's have some fun. I'm down. I'm down. I'm so curious uh, on what's happening in movies this week. <laughs> well, I saw the movie Nope. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. The, the trailers on that look so interesting. It looks so divisive. You know what? Jordan Peele has a, a really incredible mind, and he, of course, did Get Out in the movie Us. And now he's got this movie called Nope. This one stars Daniel Kaluuya uh, and Kiki Palmer. And she is firecracker. She's so fun to watch. But this is like billed as a scary sci-fi film. Yeah. And it's anything but. I hate to say that. But if you remember about 10 years back, an M. Night Shyamalan film called The Happening. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Why are you laughing? Yeah, why are you laughing? It was supposed to be this, this, the same thing, I guess. Well, there's nothing really terrifying about a cloud unless a lightning bolt comes out of it. There was no lightning bolt in the movie called Nope. Now they're like, I don't want to give anything away. This is a spoiler-free zone. You know, I don't, I don't do that. You're gonna have to see it for yourself. But there's just nothing terrifying 
in the M Night Shyamalan movie The Happening. It's it, it's a it's a cloud. Oh no, terror! There's a cloud. I just didn't get it. And that's the same way, same thing that happened with Nope. And I would say, should you go spend your money to see it? That's the question that you're asking me now. Is the answer in the title? Nope. Yep. <laughs> um, maybe on pay-per-view. I don't know when it's coming out, but, you know, I um, it just did not excite the senses like a scary sci-fi movie aliens boom i get what i want i get my aliens i get my jumping out of the seat four or five times and i walk out of there woo that, that was great not so with nope other critics which i don't listen to may like it good for them i'm telling you i i just did not prefer it so there we go all right and let's move on to another movie that's coming out august 5th it's a movie called 13 Lives. Now, this movie is coming out on Amazon Prime Video, August 5th. So, any Amazon Prime members, are you? I am. Okay. Who isn't? <laughs> That's the, the question these days. So, Amazon Fresh, I noticed right down the street yeah. from your house, you get a discount when you go there. Okay, yeah. Do you know you get 10% off? No, no, I'm not Be- there yet. <laughs> I'm, not there. I'm still unpacking. No, no, you're an Amazon Prime member. So you take your code into there, the Amazon Fresh store, and then you get 10% off. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> hey, I, I just saw the Amazon Fresh store, and if you are a member, please use your discount there. Now, that is a spoiler alert right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spoiler. But 13 Lives, this goes back to last year at the Critics' Choice Awards. The best documentary, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen is called The Rescue. I saw that. That was about the kids that got trapped. Exactly. That was compelling. I think I told you to see it. No, I just it just happened to come up on the Disney Plus on the National Geographic. That documentary was so gripping, was so, you know, the not cool guys who were these cave dwellers, these misfits, these island of misfit toys. I mean, nothing against the Thai Navy SEALs, but they had no idea... They weren't trained for that. ...how to do a deep dive, 2.5... I mean, they they used kilometers. I hated that. (laughs) The entire world uses kilometers. The only ones that use miles. It's ridiculous. Can you you guys just put, like, miles in there? (laughs) Equal to two and a half miles of diving in black... Murky conditions, cramped conditions. They had to use their self-designed scuba wear, and they had to shove it through to go through some of these holes. And just to reach the kids was an amazing feat. And if you haven't seen The Rescue, it's not, not really the best titled documentary, but it is the best documentary. So Ron Howard, he saw this documentary, says that's the film. Brian Grazier, get the rights. We're going to do this film. So you got Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton, Tom Bateman, and this class of A-list actors who are going to reenact this. The doctor was played by Joel Edgerton. And I don't want to tell you how the kids were extracted from the cave. That would just give it away. But once you see how it happened, I... 
I just think it was the most amazing, the most brave. Can you imagine those geeky guys that never got picked for the football team that were the only people in the world that could help these kids. They go, we're either going to bring them out as bodies or alive. And they had to do some drastic, one drastic thing, and it was just um, pretty crazy. Oh, Anyways, should you go see 13 Lives? Well, of course, it's on Amazon Prime Video. You can just flip it on or go to a buddy's house that has it. I think what was a fantastic documentary was transformed into a pretty good movie. That's hard for me to say because I love Ron Howard. I love his filmmaking. But I thought the documentary kind of was factual. It was timed perfectly. And I guess I'm measuring out to which one did I cry more at? I cried more at watching the documentary than watching the film. So I was more emotionally invested in the documentary. So that is a brutally honest review. But man, once you see The Rescue, once you see 13 Lives, you'll have a whole new appreciation for these cave divers and what they can do. But anyways, we're here. Thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram. It's easy. It's at Film Freak Live. At Film Freak Live. All right. And we'll be back in a minute with... This is a great one. Going into the vaults, all right, an interview with Mr. James Cameron. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about putting it all together. You got the water going into the deep. He's a deep guy. We're talking about aliens of the deep and ghosts of the abyss, and it's going to be cool. Thanks for being here, listening to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Hey, this is Shoeless Joe Jackson's favorite radio show. Here's a spectacular limited edition item from EntertainmentEarth.com. Check it out. Stranger Things 4, Monopoly. But first, you've got to know friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years. EntertainmentEarth.com, the online destination for mint condition items like this Monopoly game inspired by the events of Stranger Things 4. Visually stunning. I mean, this board pops. You'll spin Vecna's mysterious grandfather clock. Good luck. Plus, you can take an extra 10% off your order right now with the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. One more time, Stranger Things 4 Monopoly. Plus, take an extra 10% off with promo code FILMFREAK. Entertainmentearth.com, the collector's site. Own the Lost City on Blu-ray today. The Hilarious Adventure starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum will take you on a thrill ride through the jungle to survive the elements. They've got to find an ancient treasure before it's lost forever. I've seen this movie twice. Hilarious. Bring the adventure home today with over 50 minutes of bonus content, including deleted scenes, cast interviews, and so much more. The Lost City, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Leo Quinones is the film freak. Hey, freak boy, 1976 called. It wants its hairstyle back.
Welcome back to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show, America's longest-running movie talk show. Leo Kunis with you, and we are dipping into the vaults. Producer Albert, are you ready to go? Yes, let's do this. We're going to go deep back in time. I believe this interview was June 2nd, 2007, and this is a phone interview I did with Mr. James Cameron. Titanic had come out. All the Terminators. I asked him about Terminators. <laughs> and I had a lot of angst back in the day. Maybe it's because I've matured, but I do believe the edge might be off. I don't know. You're going to have to judge for yourself. So here it is, my interview with James Cameron. On the hotline right now, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. I'm talking about the number one blockbuster of all time, Titanic, and a million other great movies, Mr. James Cameron. Jim, are you there, my friend? Absolutely. Standing by. Great. It's, it's great to be on the phone with you. Um, I want to tell you my visceral experience. I was in Frisco. I went to the IMAX theater. I saw Aliens of the Deep. and Excellent. What an amazing set of imagery. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. You know, um, first and foremost... You can't just say, you know what? I feel like going to the bottom of the ocean. Um, <laughs> so, talk it about if you know some people with some submersibles. Yeah, it's more than submersibles, Jim. There was some new technology that you had a hand in. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, we we developed our own 3D cameras that we that we take down there. You know, which is a special deep diving system, and we work with. Uh, we have our own submersibles as well, but we also work with the Russians. They have two deep diving subs that can go several miles down, and uh, you know, we put together a team over the years of, of expedition folks that uh, allow us to do, you know, to pretty much go anywhere and, and film anything down there. And also, what about illumination, uh, the, the critical Light. point of lighting, yeah. yeah? It's pitch black. I mean, that's the thing that, that people have to remember about any photography that's done down in the deep ocean. It's pitch black down there. There's so much water over your head, the sunlight can't get down. So you've got to bring all your own lights. And, uh, you know, we use these big HMI lights to really flood the whole area. Uh, so people can really see what's going on. And also, James, in Aliens of the Deep, can you talk about um, the critical choice of personnel who you had going down there on this expedition? Well, we had some great... Uh, uh, we, we took, for the first time, we took scientists out there with us, and, and not only, you know, kind of the obvious choices, like marine biologists and so on, but we took some, some NASA scientists and some people who are looking at what life might be like on on other planets, maybe, uh, you know, like moons of Jupiter or, or deep underneath Mars, that sort of thing. And we're actually learning an awful lot in the deep ocean about what this kind of extreme forms of life might be. Well, what I noticed from seeing Aliens of the Deep is there are millions and millions of just unnameable creatures out there. So can you kind of remember your visceral experience of being down in there, being down these, you know, the volcanic, you know, heat that's coming out there and some of the life that's down there? How deep were you and what was it like, man? Well, you're looking, you know, you're two and a half miles down. So you got, you know, sort of 5,000 pounds per square inch of pressure on your on your submersible. And you're looking out through a through a viewport and a couple, two or three feet away from you, there's an eruption of superheated water coming up out of the out of the bottom, uh, out of these these big uh, uh, structures that are you know called chimneys, and uh, you know this water is hot enough to, to just melt right through your submersible. So you're, you're putting a lot of faith in your pilot to get you close for 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 imaging, but not too close. And then surrounding these these hydrothermal plumes are just unbelievable creatures, just the profusion of life that actually live off of the, uh, the, the chemicals, the nutrients that are coming right out of the earth. 
It's a it's it's like going to another planet. It's something that you can describe it till you're blue in the face, but until you see it, you, you really can't you really can't understand it. What about feedback from uh, this giant IMAX? projection 3d glasses and maybe you've been there and you've been in the back watching maybe a busload of kids i mean some of the reactions you've seen from some of the people well the kid, kids are really responding to this they seem to get it at a, at a visceral level you know because i mean every, every kid dreams of, of being an explorer and what we were trying to kind of bottle with this film was the was the thrill that the joy of seeing things for the first time and, and you know what it's really like to to explore uh, as much as you know, just the kind of the straight factual information that the film's providing—it's really kind of about what an amazing thing it is uh, to, to explore and how much there still is to explore on this planet. We've gotten great feedback from from high schools, from college mm-hmm. level, and even from you know, like fourth graders. Has it ever been adversarial? I mean, uh, uh, like, hey, here's this hotshot Hollywood per, uh, director, producer who's made a, a, a ton of money for Hollywood. Now he wants to come down here and, uh, do, and do science. Was it ever tough for you? Well, it, I think there's a, there's a point initially where, where the science community looks at you like, you know, who are you and why do, why, why do you think you have anything to offer here? And then they get it. They think, all right, you know what, we're having a hard time communicating with the public about why we need... Uh, the money to do the research that we do, and here's a guy that can fill in a gap between the between the science community and and uh, uh, and the public, and kind of let them know what makes us tick, you know, as as scientists, what, you know, what gets what gets us up in the morning, uh, you know, to go and do these amazing things for not much pay, you know. I mean, they do it because they have the passion to understand and, and to explore, and I, I respect that passion, and, and I've, I've tried to to you know to, to honor it in this film. Mm. Uh, we're talking with James Cameron, Aliens of the Deep. It's now out on IMAX 3D and uh, just about uh, the trips down there. Um, I've seen the movie. Anything behind the scenes, James, as far as uh, the obvious element of danger, but anything, any critical mass, anything like, whoa, this is a red alert here? Uh, well, you know, you, ha- you always have uh, kind of what feel like near misses. And, but, you know, the, the submersible pilots are very, very good. Uh, you do have to trust the technology. I think that what's not, what you don't see in the film is just how hard it is to do this stuff. And I'm not, you know, kind of whining here. No, no, when you I say love, hard, des- describe some of the, what it takes to bring this out and make it and produce it. Well, you know, it's, it's months and months of preparation. You're working with, you know, the engineering teams and the science people, and you're getting all of these assets out there to the, to the middle of the ocean. You might be 1,000 or 1,500 miles from land, and... And, uh, you know, the day you're all set to dive, you could have a hurricane, you know, or your equipment could fail. Or in the case of, of this expedition, we were all set to dive at a site that I'd been really excited about for at least a year. And uh, the A-frame broke, and we couldn't get the subs in the water, you know. And so you wind up working around the clock fixing things. And, you know, I mean, I lost 15 pounds on this expedition just, you know, kind of sweating out stuff on the, on the deck, hauling rope and cable and making things happen. And, Frankly, I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love the challenge of it. You know, and I love working with a, a, a small group of people that all appreciate that challenge. It's an amazing bond on an expedition that you get with the with the other uh, the other team members. What kind of pressures do you face when you have to execute? In a timely manner, you did it with Titanic, you did it with the Ghost of the Abyss, and now Aliens of the Deep. When you're down there, it's go time. I mean, how stressful does it get, and and how tough is it to execute? Well, the toughest moment is when 
you know, you really, you've got go fever. You really want to dive. You've spent, you know, a year getting to this point, and you're just about to go in the water, and, and somebody comes to you with a potential safety concern, and you just don't want to hear about it. But, of course, you have to because it's, it's human safety. And if you do things incorrectly, you literally can die or somebody else can, can be, you know, can be injured or, or uh, you know, any, anything can happen. So you really have to keep your antenna up for for those those uh, you know potential danger signs, and it could be anything from weather's coming. You know, your surface team could be injured if you if you dive right now. All those things, and I've had to I've had to to, to do you know aborts on dives at the last second uh, when I really wanted to dive, and that's a tough call to make. So far, we've always made those calls correctly. We've been bold where it, it paid to be bold, and we've been cautious where where it, it you know was necessary to be cautious. James, correct me if I'm wrong. During the Titanic press junket, you said one of the submersibles, one of the cameras, uh, had a piece of wood that was actually logged in it and stuck in it. And, and, and you, when you pull back the camera, you have this piece of Titanic. Yeah. And that's what you took, which yeah. is fantastic. But do you have an opinion? Because I, I don't even know this, but maybe you can tell me, has Titanic, since your expedition, been picked over? Well, you know, they've been mostly removing um, uh, artifacts from the debris field. So they haven't really done anything to the main body of the wreck yet and that's a good thing because i think that the way you know the way we imagine titanic to look from the from the the images that we've seen the stuff that i've done the stuff that other people have done that's the way i think it should continue to be you know, as this kind of amazing thing down at the bottom of the ocean that looks very ghostly kind of like a haunted mansion i mean to pull pieces off and bring it up and, and expose it to the light of day i think it, it takes a lot of the romance and mystery out of it and it also desecrates, you know, kind of what's become a, uh, a kind of sacred cultural site in a way. Are you done with Titanic, or would you like to go back someday? I'm pretty well done. We just finished another expedition out there. We did a lot of interior exploration. We, we, we hit most of our, our goals and most of our targets. We probably explored about 70 to 80% of the interior of the ship. What eludes you on Titanic that you have? You said 70, 80%. There's, I'm sure there's something there you, you go, oh, man, I want to see this. Well, it's like cave diving. You know, you can go deeper and deeper, but it gets harder and harder each each time, and, and more dangerous to your to your robotic vehicles. Uh, we've never seen the boiler rooms, and uh, there's there's some potential sort of forensic mysteries that could, could still be resolved by by looking in there. We we tried to get in, but we we just we couldn't find access. When you say forensic, are you saying there's actual like biological pieces of human life still down there? No, you're not going to find human remains, but I mean forensic in the sense of like uh, the, the, you know, uh, maritime forensics, you know, what happened to the ship when it was sinking, you know, what, what might have contributed to its breakup at the surface, things like that. You know, it's a little known fact that there was a, there was a coal bunker fire uh, actually burning on, uh, in Titanic right before the, uh, the collision, and they, they got it put out. But it compromised the bulkhead, which was a critical bulkhead at the, uh, in terms of holding back the, the, the progress of the flooding inside the ship. And that bulkhead failed and may have contributed to the rapid sinking of the ship. Um, we wanted to get a look at that, and we weren't able to get in that deep. James, can I ask you one question not related to deep sea exploration? Mm-hmm. Okay. Within reason. All right. This is within, within reason. Of propriety. Yes. This is something I gotta know. I've been doing this movie show here for seven years, and right. you know I'm a T1, T2 freak. And if I need a fix, I'll go to Universal Studios and see the T3. Right. You know the you know the the T2 3D. But then I remember I was at the 
Titanic press junket, and on your way out, I said, what What about T3? And you, you looked at me, and you tapped your forehead, and you go, I got it all right here, and, and I was good for me. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. And then, you know, no disrespects to your characters, but this abomination came out. I mean, <laughs> I, I felt like Jackie Chan just kicked me in the stomach for two hours. And I, I, like the real fans, I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. So I just would like to know your opinion about T3, and could we ever wipe the slate clean? and do something different? Is there any possibilities there? First, your reaction to T3. Uh, <laughs> well, should I, be, should I be diplomatic or should I be honest? I, I want to write from your gut. T3 is exactly what I hoped it would be, which is good enough that it wasn't an embarrassment to my good friend Arnold and bad enough that nobody felt that it was, was better than the ones that I had done. Mr. Cameron, been an honor. Thanks for being on the show. Real great talking to you. All right, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. I mean, producer Turtle, come on, how was that? That was, it's still timely today. You know what, just going for the second and third follow-ups, I believe that makes that interview stand up to today. I hope you enjoyed the interview. There's going to be so many more in the vault that we can tap into, and I'm, I'm just glad that you were part of it. So thank you so much for being here on the podcast. And remember, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Film Freak Live, at Film Freak Live, thank you so much. Turtle, the producer, so cool. And thank you very much to Steve Pellet. He is on fire. He's always helping out. And I'm glad that you had a good time. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. And remember, just because we're talking about T2 and Titanic, it's just because that we are film freaks. <laughs>